This is the Illinois. This is my time. This is our time. Grab that bull by the horns and own it, man. Today's your day. Let's go to work. Welcome to the Illinois podcast. The Illinois. Cutting through the noise of Illinois politics. Here's your host, Patrick Fingston. Hi again, everyone. Patrick Fingston here. I write the Illinois newsletter and website, which you can find at theillinois.com. Quick addition for you as we put out a podcast on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, federal government is at risk of a shutdown this weekend, and it's a real mess in Washington. Congresswoman Nikki Budzinski, freshman uh, Democrat from Springfield, had some time in her calendar this afternoon to sit down and chat about it. So we recorded a quick interview with her and we'll share it with you uh, here in a minute. As you probably know, a shutdown means the government runs out of spending authority. Uh, so there's no budget and, and federal operations essentially cease. Uh, it means federal workers would be furloughed without pay. Funding for food stamps and food safety inspections would stop. National parks would close, and some people think FEMA wouldn't be able to respond to a disaster. Never fear, though, uh, if there's a shutdown, Congress still gets paid. We've invited Republican Congressman Mike Bost and Darren LaHood to tape an interview with us in the same vein as Congresswoman Budzinski today. Uh, we have not invited Congresswoman Mary Miller. Uh, they uh, they don't like me so much. If, uh, if Bost and LaHood are available, we'll share it with you ASAP. Let's get to it. We are pleased to be joined now by Congresswoman Nikki Budzinski, a Democrat from Springfield, representing the 13th Congressional District, uh, which stretches from Champaign-Urbana, mild stopping grounds, to mm -hmm. uh, a lot of Decatur and Springfield down into the Metro East. Uh, Congresswoman joins us from, from Washington uh, on Wednesday afternoon, where we are barreling toward a government shutdown. Uh, Congresswoman, mm -hmm. I guess, uh, from your perspective in, in the House minority, do you guys just kind of wash your hands of it and say, good luck, Republicans? Uh, no. I mean, well, first, let me say, Patrick, it's great to be on the show. Um, I want to say I am really deeply disturbed kind of as to where we stand. We are only days, hours away from a potential government shutdown on September 30th. If we can't get to a budget resolution or a continuing resolution just to keep the government funded while we iron out details of a budget, why it is so frustrating is there was a bipartisan agreement made by the Speaker of the House, Speaker McCarthy, between the Speaker and President Biden on appropriations levels during the debt ceiling negotiation. The debt ceiling negotiation happened months ago. It overwhelmingly passed the House of Representatives, which had a two-year freeze on spending um, and, and was negotiated on both sides of the aisle. There were things in there that not every Democrat, including myself, loved, but it was a compromise. Um, and that's what good government, in my opinion, is all about. We passed it. Um, I believed we had a framework at that time to have a drama-free uh, budget negotiation uh, where we're finding ourselves right now in the thick of a lot of controversy um, real concern that a shutdown is going to hurt working people in central and southern Illinois, the people that I go to work and try to fight for every single day. I'm very concerned about what will happen after the 30th because um, this chaos caucus can't get their act together. Well, I think I think that's 
the important thing to talk about here is that, you know, Neil Bradley from the U.S. Chamber was on Bloomberg the other day, and he had mm -hmm. a really great anecdote about where we've been previously, that when there were shutdowns in the past, you know, 95 was over the, the size of government, the one in the, the late 2010s was about funding of Obamacare. There, there were reasons for what the, the Republicans in those cases were fighting against. He called it the Seinfeld uh, shutdown because we really don't know what Republicans are complaining about here other than the fact that it seems that there's these 20 right wing is kind of the democratic term, but far right freedom caucus, if you want to call them mm -hmm. that, members of the house that, that, that seem to be controlling things. What I, 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 I'm so frustrated. And I think most people who, who don't look at government through a solely partisan eye, yeah. look at these people and say, how can 20 people shut down the entire government? Well, let me say, I, I very much believe in bipartisanship, and I do believe and have good relationships with members on the other side of the aisle, but I completely agree with you that um, there is an outsized voice given to the minority of the minority uh, within the Republican caucus right now that has put us in this stalemate. And quite frankly, Patrick, I would say it's a lack of leadership by Speaker McCarthy to not stand up and say, I'm putting country, I'm putting working people ahead of my own job security. Um, you know, Speaker McCarthy turned the keys over um, to this very small minority when he obtained his job. We had 15 votes. I'll take you back to January. We had 15 votes in order to get a speaker elected. As a part of that process, Speaker McCarthy had to negotiate a rule that allowed any one of the members of the caucus to stand up and file what they call a motion to vacate. Uh, that could be filed today by Congressman Matt Gates or Congressman Lauren Boebert. He, he gave them that power and that authority in that negotiation process to get him to the position of power that he has today. And so I think that's what's lording over him. I think that if he went by purely what was an agreement, a bipartisan agreement by members of his own Republican caucus, overwhelmingly passed a framework for us that should be our North Star right now that should help us to avo avoid a government shutdown. Um, it were in the debt ceiling negotiations. There were spending freezes negotiated. There were caps to spending um, negotiated. We increased work requirements uh, for people that are on SNAP benefits. I mean, these were meaningful concessions and compromises that were made between Democrat and Republican caucuses agreed to by the speaker who is now now seems to have a case of amnesia and wants to renegotiate everything. And I just think for working people, they deserve a lot better than this. So it, it seems as if House Republicans can't and won't get their act together. You know, it, it's, it seems unlikely that it's going to happen now on the 27th between now and the 30th. I mean, they, they seem to be nowhere. There's talk mm -hmm. that the Senate is going to... Uh, push an addition, a different CR than what was initially introduced that maybe has some more border funding mm -hmm. that they think would be a little more palatable mm -hmm. um, to, to the, the Freedom Caucus crowd um, who, who maybe seem like, what's, what's the line from that Batman movie that, you know, some men just want to watch the world burn, you know, that, that, that kind of seems to be their position. Yeah. Does, does a Senate CR have a chance in the House? 
I, I, I would say from, from where I sit, I think that a, the Senate CR, as I've understood how it's been negotiated, which I agree, I agree with you, Patrick, it includes more border security funding. Um, it includes a little bit more funding for Ukrainian assistance, um, but it abides by that bipartisan agreement, most importantly, that was negotiated by uh, Speaker McCarthy and President Biden. I think if that hit the floor today, we would pass it and avoid a government shutdown. Personally, I believe that has overwhelming support. But again, but goes back there's to a what, but there, right? There's a but. There's a but, and and I already kind of highlighted that, which is kind of this motion to vacate. It is a bit of a a Sophie's choice, if you will, for Speaker McCarthy to decide the day he brings that Senate CR to the floor. It'll get overwhelmingly overwhelming support from both Democratic and Republican caucus, but you can guarantee yourself that a motion to vacate will be filed very likely from the Freedom Caucus the day that happens. And you know, that's what he's concerned about. You know, you've been in the House now about nine months. Mm -hmm. it, it seems like um, it seems like it's just chaos by the day in Washington lately. You know, it, it and you know, I I I. I I think the House Republicans are clearly a mess. We know that. But Democrats do control two thirds of government here. You know, you have the White House, you have the Senate, you you have a lot of votes in the House. I mean, it's only a, a, a slim minority. Why can't Democrats take two thirds of the government here and say, all right, we're going to make some, you know, not even not even radical, but just moderate thoughtful policy positions here and just right the ship for a little while. Why, why can't government do that right now? I would, I would kind of push back a little bit, Patrick, and just say, I do think that's what Democrats tried to do when we negotiated the debt ceiling. You know, initially, um, all of us in the Democratic caucus just wanted a 100% clean debt ceiling lift. Um, but we realized we're not in control of the House majority. Um, and so therefore, there will have to be compromise. I very much believe that compromise isn't a dirty word. We do need to come and meet in the middle. Everybody needs to give and take a little. And I think that's what you truly saw come out of the debt ceiling negotiation, which was some a, an address of, of spending concerns that people rightfully have. Um, also, there were concerns around uh, SNAP and additional work requirements. So for able-bodied people, there were additional work requirements. And and because of those negotiations, Patrick, it didn't get 100% support from the Democratic caucus. There were some members that didn't believe that we should even compromise. I do think we should compromise, but I feel like we have. We had a, a gentleman's agreement. Um, and in this business, Patrick, I think it matters how you do your business. If your word is your bond, at the end of the day, that's all you have. If that ends up not being worth anything, which that's what I'm questioning right now with the speaker, um, if you're going to go back on your word, how can you make a deal? How can you how can you move forward? And that's the lack of leadership we're seeing right now in the House. What's your prediction at this point? I mean, do you think a shutdown will be avoided, or or do you think that that we're we're headed into the abyss now? Well, I I try to still remain the optimist. I will say I don't think we're headed into the abyss. I. I think that I'm, my hope is that um, cooler heads, common sense will prevail. I do think in the short term, I think it seems by all indications, it's going to be very hard to overcome this in the next 
you know, 48 hours or so that we're going to be able to, or 72 hours, be able to come up with a deal to keep the government open. I think a shutdown is looking likely, but I'm hoping that it's a very short term, very short term shutdown if that's where we have to be. And I don't think we have to be there. I think there was a deal. I think let's just put that deal on the floor, vote it. Uh, Democrats and Republicans will come together on it. Let's not overcomplicate it. But it just seems like time is running out. I know, I know we got to let you go here in a minute, but uh, uh, a couple of other things I wanted to mention is, is um, on the border, you know, mm-hmm. this, this is really the, um, the incendiary moment of our, our politics these days is that um, Republicans seem to think that there's, there's a, a gigantic hole in the border and, and that, you know, we're, we're letting too many bad people in. Democrats see the issue that we have with with migrants who need help. Um, you know, I, I've, I've said before that I, I think Senator Duckworth has had a pretty moderate position on on mm-hmm. how to handle immigration reform. I, I don't know that a full on Bush style immigration, uh, you know, reform plan is going to pass. But what can be done in the short term? Because. Too many people are getting in, whether it's it's illegally or, or trying to get in, you know, whether they're seeking asylum incorrectly or, or however. And we have the people that are here and the migrants and those seeking asylum that need help. How, how do we handle both sides of this? Well, I, I think government should be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. And what I mean by that is we do have more migrants going uh, to the border right now. We have to secure our border. I support additional funding for border security. I've specifically tried to lead around concerns around fentanyl and not getting in uh, through vulnerabilities with our, our border and, and a lack of border security. So we need to be more investing in border security. And I, what I mean by that in particular is more technology around how we can identify and trace and prevent fentanyl in particular from getting across the border. Um, but border security is is top of mind, and we should be able to get that done. But we should also, on the other hand, create a legal pathway to citizenship for people. Um, as you know, Patrick, I used to work um, in the labor movement. There was a time not too long ago where the AFL-CIO and the Chamber of Commerce came together and agreed to a framework on how we could move forward um, a comprehensive bipartisan in the comprehensive immigration reform plan. We need to get back to that. Um, and I think what we're seeing in, in all of these different pain points is really just an example of a broken immigration system that we have to fix. All right. Thanks to Nikki Budzinski for a good quick chat, uh, for joining us in, on a, a busy week in Washington. Drop us a note if you have any thoughts or questions at mailbag at the Illinois.com. Appreciate your time. Have a great day, everyone.